Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Spiritual Insights with Charlotte Spicer. Spirituality and Metaphysics Talk Radio, featuring a course in miracles, dream interpretation, guided meditation, and the psychic and metaphysics free-for-all. It's your opportunity to consult with a professional psychic medium, discuss past lives, the chakras, and more. We are non-denominational, and there are no limits. Want to change your life? You must first change your mind. 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 No matter your religious structure, cultivate peace in your reality through self-awareness with an authentic spiritual teacher. And now, your host, Charlotte Spicer. Welcome to Spiritual Insights, everyone. I'm Charlotte Spicer, executive producer and host of the show, energetic healer and channel for Jesus, whom we refer to on the show and in public as Yeshua. I specialize in removing negative energy, emotions, and trauma from the inner child, subconscious, and other areas of the human energy field to alleviate the heaviness of your life experiences. Today, we bring you The Nature of Reality with Bill Ferguson. Bill is here to offer us a burst of inspiration in a brief segment where we explore a variety of topics. Bill shares my love for the psycho-spiritual approach to life and human nature and articulates his knowledge in a way that everyone can relate to, no matter your background. Bill's work has been referred to as the penicillin of psychology. He's been featured on Oprah and has worked with thousands of people around the world. He comes highly recommended by both the Wall Street Journal and the Washington Post and offers private sessions to help you handle your current life situation. Visit masteryoflife.com to book a consultation with him and learn more about his best-selling books and his mastery course, a step-by-step process for resolving problem areas, healing relationships, and creating a great life. Bill will show you how to be effective in handling whatever life brings you and create a life that works. I, ladies and gentlemen, have an important announcement to make. I am so excited to inform all of you that I've placed two new amazing, amazing healing techniques on the website with a concentrated focus on the COVID-19 virus and vaccine, as well as additional opportunities for energetic maintenance and divine spiritual support through my channeling gifts. Visit spiritualinsightsradio.com to review everything under the booking page and reach out to me if you have any questions. I want to thank those individuals sincerely who allowed me to work on them before making this public. Thank you so much for your trust in me and in my divine guidance team. As always, I'm happy to have a conversation with Bill. So welcome back to the show, Bill. Great to be with you again. Great to be here. Been looking forward to it. Me too. So we've chosen a topic. And that topic is going to center around relationships and the gift of acceptance. Where should we start? I'm going to hand it over to you. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, one thing, I used to be a divorce attorney years ago. And one thing I discovered in the process of that is that love never, 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 never is love enough to have a relationship work. Mm. The divorce courts are full of people that love each other. So the thing that makes the difference is not the love, it's the experience of love. Hmm. So for example, if I love you, 
but I treat you loyalty. So what if I love you? Right. So, so if I want my relationship with you to be great, it's up to me. I need to make sure you feel loved. It's the experience of love that makes the difference. When the experience of love is present in the relationship, the relationship will flourish. If the experience of love is not present in a relationship, there's going to be suffering. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And the thing that's great is that that the presence or absence of love is always a function of me. See, it's a hunt. We, we've been taught that relationships are 50-50, but they're not. Relationships are 100-100. It's how I am towards you determines how you're going to respond to me. And it's how you are towards me determines how I'm going to respond to you. Mm -hmm. It's like when you see your hundred percent, you got power. And then when you focus on the other person, you lose power. Say that again. That was good. Okay. Each person is a hundred percent responsible. Absolutely for what happens in relationships. So when I focus on my 100%, I got power. There you go. Because mm-hmm. I can do something about what's going on. Right. When I focus on your 100%, I lose power because I can't I don't have much power over you. And when what I you're focus saying, on you, I make me a victim. Okay, there we go. So when you focus on the other person and what they're doing or not doing, you are disempowering yourself. Exactly. Okay, got it. Exactly. Just so when, you, when you focus on you, you can do something about the situation. When right. you focus on the other person, you're the victim, you're stuck. All we can do is bitch and complain. And demand and... Fight, resist, ha- hang on, withdraw, and all that stuff. Shatter those illusions, exactly. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Perfect. So, so the name of the game is to create the experience of love. And what creates the experience of love is giving the gift of acceptance and appreciation. Mm-hmm. so you're you I can love the way you are I can hate the way you are it isn't going to change a thing because you're still you right so if I genuinely accept you and appreciate you just for who you are how does it feel wonderful yeah it feels great when I genuinely accept and appreciate you I'm giving that gift of love then automatically you feel empowered. You feel better about yourself. You feel better about life. Your walls of protection come down. And yes. you notice how automatically you feel towards me. It just automatically, you're going to become more accepting and appreciative of me. That opens me more because to have that experience of acceptance and appreciation shows me the absence of rejection, criticism, and the need for defensiveness. That's where I would be focused if you weren't that way. Yeah, it allows you to experience who you are under the junk, and and it allows you to let your walls come down. Yes. You see, when our walls come down, our love comes out. So as I genuinely accept and appreciate you, you feel empowered, you feel better about yourself, you feel better about life, your walls come down, and then notice how automatically you then become more accepting and appreciative of me. 
And it's not something you think about. It's just an automatic natural reaction. It's like physics. You know, I give love, love comes right back. As you give, you receive. Yes. And then as you become more accepting and appreciative of me, then I feel empowered and I feel better about myself and my life and my walls come down. And then I feel better about you. And then you feel better about me and I feel better about you and you feel better about me. And we create this cycle of loving, supporting and empowering each other that brings out the absolute best in everybody. And it becomes an ever flowing. Yes. Current of respect for one another. And if you have a great relationship, that cycle of, of loving and supporting each other is present. You have a great friendship. That cycle of loving, supporting is present. And that's the thing that makes the difference. So what creates the experience of love is giving the gift of acceptance and appreciation. What destroys it is the opposite. It's being non-accepting. You need to change. You're messed up. What's your problem? When are you going to shape up? Mm -hmm. So notice as I become non-accepting, judgmental, critical, or controlling towards you, notice how that feels. There's that rejection and criticism I was alluding to a few moments ago. Yeah, and it hurts. hurts. It hurts. <laughs> hurts and then badly, auto- yes. And automatically, you, know, you feel hurt, and then automatically you put up your walls of protection. And then notice how you then feel towards me. Automatically, w- without thinking, it's just like, like a law of physics, just automatically you become more non-accepting, judgmental, critical towards me. And I would have also withdrawn. And so I'm taking part of myself out of the equation and leaving some artificial side of me up front. Absolutely. Because you're not present. Neither one of them is present and that's going on. So then you become more non-accepting of me. Then I get more hurt. My walls become thicker. And then I become more against you. You become more against me. I become more against you. You become more against me. And we create this cycle. Instead of creating a cycle of loving, supporting, and empowering each other, we create a cycle of conflict, a cycle of hurting, attacking, and withdrawing from each other. And instead yes. of bringing out the best in each other, we bring out the worst. And anytime you have a relationship that isn't working, this cycle of conflict is present. Yes. And what I notice in a lot of relationships is when we build those walls and fortify those walls with our reasons, with our blame, what have you, what I think we tend to do is to kind of demand of the other person, most likely in a silent contract way, to breach my wall and save me. If you love me, breach this wall that I've built. Climb over it and save me. Don't ask me to tear it down because I'm too afraid. So I want you to demonstrate your love for me by braving that and having the strength and courage to do that. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, and, and, and my experience of it, and, and you know, I'm maybe different because I'm a guy, but it's like when, okay. the walls are, when the walls of protection are there, see, we put up our walls to keep us from feeling the hurt. Yes. But the hurt that we fear isn't outside of us, it's inside of us. Right. The walls of protection don't keep the hurt out. The walls of protection keep the hurt in. Absolutely. And, and that hurt hurt is perceived subconsciously as a major threat to our survival. So I'm going to keep my walls up 
so I don't have to die. There you go. So that's practically, that's it. that you know that's what it is. Is like we got our walls up to protect ourselves, but the thing is, the walls of protection don't protect us. When you got your walls up, you radiate the opposite of love and you actually create opposition and resistance against yourself. Mm. Our walls of protection don't protect us from the hurt. Our walls of protection create more hurt. And here's something that's a great irony. The key to having more love than you can imagine is in the willingness to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And it's our is one of our biggest fears. We don't want to be vulnerable because if we allow ourselves to be vulnerable, that's going to set us up to get hurt. But you see, it's actually our greatest protection. Mm-hmm. Because the more you're willing to be vulnerable, the walls come down, the love that is who we are comes forth. And as that love comes forth, it dissolves opposition and resistance against us. So we keep our walls up to protect us, but they don't protect us. Our walls create more suffering. An open heart is the greatest protection. And for me, that creates the way to honesty. Only when you're vulnerable can you really be truly honest. That's the only way you can really communicate and and provide information as to what's going on here. Picture this. Picture a dam. Picture a famous dam in the United States. Look at everything it's holding back. Yeah. It's holding yeah. back all of that. That's what you're yeah. doing emotionally yeah. and energetically by building that wall. And in, and in relationships, when I can allow myself to be vulnerable, I radiate love. It makes it safe for you to let your walls down. And when your walls are down and my walls are down, the love in me connects with the love in you. And then you have something really beautiful. Mm-hmm. But normally we keep our walls up in relationship. And when my walls are up, it forces you to keep your walls up. And then when my walls are up and your walls are up, that heart to heart connection cannot happen. No. And then what happens is that at the best, the relationship's going to be superficial, but more likely very, very destructive. Yes, very destructive and absolutely not sustainable. And that's yes. why people will need someone like you, a divorce lawyer. Yes, yes. That's where yes. it leads you. That's the path you take in yes. holding up these walls. Yeah. And then what we do is that we enter a relationship and then we go on and get in another relationship and the past repeats itself. Absolutely. Because if you don't deal with the cause, if you don't deal with what's going on, you're forced to act in the same way, which will produce the same result. You haven't given yourself a chance to actually see a different result because of the repetitive coping mechanisms and defense mechanisms. Wouldn't you agree? And it's all, and it's all automatic. It's like, it's part of our internal programming. It's, it's mm-hmm. none of this is stuff we think out say, well, I'm going to keep my walls up today and, and I'm going to see if I can avoid a little more hurt. You know, it, it's all automatic. It's a and reflex. It's part, of our, it's part of our internal programming because we're, we're all hardwired for survival. Don't get close to the tiger. It's going to get you. Right. Mm -hmm. Don't get close to the emotion. It's going to get you. Yes. (laughs) You know, we learn all this stuff from our culture, but it's that survival mechanism that gives it power. Mm. But the thing is, it can all be reversed. 
How so, Bill? So, like in, in relationships, if I want my relationship with you to be great, it's up to me. So I want to talk about this in a minute. I'm going to then I want to talk about what what we need to do. Okay. Uh, relationships are not 50-50. Relationships are 100-100. It's how I am towards you determines how you're going to be towards me. If I'm accepting, appreciative, loving, supportive, you're going to react one way. If I'm judgmental, critical, controlling, you're going to act in a very different way. So literally, how I am towards you determines how you're going to respond to me. Mm -hmm. That makes me 100% responsible and you are 0%. Okay. And of course, the other side of the coin is true as well. It's how you are towards me determines how I'm going to be towards you. Mm -hmm. You know, so each of us are 100% responsible. It's when you can see you're 100%, you got power. Right. And when you blame, you lose power. So the name of the game is to accept people for who they are. Now, have you ever noticed that there's some people that are very difficult to accept? Oh, yes. Yeah. So here's the thing about acceptance. Acceptance is nothing more than surrendering to the truth. Absolutely. People are the way they are, whether we like it or not. And when you can surrender to the truth, you can see the truth. When you can see the truth, you can see what you need to do. Maybe you need to move on. Take appropriate action. Exactly. Take appropriate action. But accepting somebody doesn't mean you got to live with them. I, that's my life story, Bill. <laughs> you can let them be the way they are somewhere else. My immediate family were my greatest teachers. Yeah. This is yeah. what they it's, taught me, acceptance. Yeah. It's just the way they are. Yeah. Yeah. Now, acceptance. And I could love them by accepting them. That allowed me to love them. Yeah. better more for me it doesn't yeah. mean there had to be close interaction but i was able to let the love i held for them flow and yes. not hold it back yes yes yeah. yes it's like it, it's it's the it, the surrendering to what so is one of the keys to life it's letting go of our demands for how things should be it's like letting go of the resisting and the hanging on when you can let go and flow with the truth, you see clearly and you automatically look in a direction where solutions and opportunities show up. There's the solutions. I was just thinking yeah. that. Yes. Now you can yeah. see the solutions. I need to move away or yeah. I need to go to counseling or I need to have a tough conversation with this person, whatever yeah. it is. But, it, but it's all about surrendering to the truth mm -hmm. because when you can surrender to the truth, Literally, you can see the truth. And when you can see the truth, you can see what you need to do based on the facts. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But doing that is often much easier said than done. Yes. So we want to look at what it is that we're really fighting in relationships or in, in life. On the surface, we resist certain circumstances. We resist the way somebody is. We resist what happened. Yes. But at at a deeper level, we never, never, never resist the circumstances. We resist all the feelings and emotion that get triggered by the circumstances. Yes. Notice that different people get upset at different things. 
different people get upset at different things because each person has a different set of nerves that get triggered. Mm -hmm. See, and what's so important is to take the focus off of the circumstances and put the focus on the nerve that's being triggered. And as you heal that, then it's just, you're automatically left with the facts. There <laughs> you are. become very effective. Yes. But, but as long as that hurts there, it's not going to be about what are the facts. It's all going to be about how do I avoid the emotion? That's what we run from. Yeah, that's what we run what from. we're feeling, not the truth of, <laughs> uh, okay, this relationship has hit a bump. Yeah. Let's, let's keep it simple. Okay, we've hit a bump in our relationship. So we can either not talk about it, hold things back and try to pretend it's perfect. Like we said, artificial and superficial comes into play, or we can be vulnerable, be honest, tell the truth and find a way forward. Yeah. Yeah. But when you got all the hurt, all the upset, all the emotion, you can't do that. No, you can't. So when I, when I work with people, first thing I do is I have them see what's going on in the relationship. Like mm-hmm. the cycle of conflict. Most, almost always when there's a problem, there's the cycle of conflict. So you got to see what's the underlying condition that's creating the suffering. And then, and most of the time it's a cycle of conflict. And then the, then the next step is to look to see what's the nerve that fuels it. Okay. And this nerve, it's the childhood hurt of feeling worthless, not good enough, not worth loving, failure don't count, don't matter, something like that. And it's yes. never the truth, it's just a, surpri- uh, just a suppressed childhood hurt. Mm-hmm. But you need, but you need to, to heal that. And then when you heal that, then you be- the circumstances cease to be a threat. And then you become very effective. Right. And then the next step, after you get past the hurt, is to clean the slate towards the other person, to let go of the resentment, the blaming, the destructive behavior. Yes, okay. So that you can interact purely out of the love and not as one human, not as husband and wife necessarily, or boyfriend, girlfriend, but just as one human being to another. Right. And then, and then the more you restore that love, one human being to another, everything else takes care of itself. So you're saying go beyond the roles that you play in any given relationship. It could be friend, coworker, parent, sibling. Okay. Yeah. So like in relationships, in in order for a relationship to be great, it's got to be a fit. And if it's not a fit, there's not much you can do to make it be one. But so often you have a relationship that really is a fit, but there's so much junk in the way it doesn't feel like it. Mm -hmm. I see that all the time. So what I do is I tell people, Don't worry about whether you're together or not, because ultimately that's not important. Some people shouldn't be together. What's important is to end the conflict, heal the hurt, and restore the love, not as husband and wife or boyfriend and girlfriend, but as one human being to another. And when you focus on the love and let go of the form, the form will every single time evolve to a state that's perfect for the two people and if the relationship is a fit when you get rid of the junk you come back together like magnets you know and when it's not a fit you go your separate ways but you do it in a way that's loving and supportive either way love is present you can't lose either way, love is present and Every- a major hurt has been healed yes 
and yes. you lessen your chances of repeating that in the next Absolutely. in the Absolutely. next chapter of wherever you go. Absolutely, because if you don't feel the hurt, if you don't heal the hurt, you're forced to repeat it forever. Forever, yes, you're yes. doomed. And how many yes. relationships, even if you do stay together, you hit a yeah. trouble spot, you work through it, yeah. you have peace for a little while, and here it comes again, most comes likely again. in a different form, but it's the here same it. content. Yeah, you got it. You got to you got to heal the hurt and you got to get the, the skills. Absolutely. But, but here's the thing that's exciting. When I was a divorce attorney, that was a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Very rarely did I ever see the other person. All I saw was my client. Mm -hmm. But when my client shifted how he or she was towards the other person, it shifted how the other person responded in return. So what ended up happening with only working with one person, 15% of my clients canceled their divorce and got back together, which nationally is highly unusual. These are yes. people that have already filed for divorce. Mm -hmm. and, and, then the, and then the percentage that was really unusual was that of the 85% that did divorce, virtually all of them did it as friends, That's which, is, which is incredibly unusual. But the thing that's so exciting about all of this, it all that happened with only one person. It I believe it. Takes, it I believe only it. takes yeah. one person to heal a relationship. Now, if you got two people working on it together, it makes that a whole lot easier, obviously. But the thing that's important is it only takes one person. It takes two people to create and maintain a cycle of conflict. It only takes one to end it because that cycle of conflict, it's like a tennis volley back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. That's the image forth. I use. Yeah, Keep the ball. Don't throw it back. Forgive them. Yeah. Accept. Surrender. Yeah. Yes. As soon as you refuse to return the serve, the volley ends. It ends. It's over. Ends. I love that you brought that up. That's my favorite. And the, then what the tennis. happens, yeah. what's so beautiful is like whenever you get rid of the junk, always, 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 what comes forth is the love because that's the natural state. You know, what's funny. It just occurred to me. We're using the tennis ball volley and look how they keep score. Zero love. <laughs> Two love. And that just now occurred to me. I don't think I've ever. Yes. Interesting. I never, I never made that connection before. It's a beautiful, you know, analogy though, because that's what we do. You know, it's it's like playing tag. You hit them, they hit you, you hit them, and it goes around and around. And there really is yeah. no winning. You can't yeah. win. You can only hurt yourselves yeah. even more. You can't. And, and that's what we do is like you, you look at the areas of your life that work great. Those are areas where you can flow with whatever happens mm -hmm. because you see clearly you take effective action. You look at any area of life that isn't working. That's an area where we can't flow. Right. We can't flow because this nerves being triggered and then that forces us to fight, resist, hang on, withdraw, which then destroys love, creates more suffering and more the hurt we're trying to escape. So, so whatever our hurt is, life will forever be putting it in our face over and over and over again. Absolutely. You'll never run out of opportunities to learn this. It's just a matter of when you do it. Yes. Now, does yes. this always take you back to those three steps? End the conflict, heal the hurt, restore the love? Yeah. One, one human being to another. That's the name of the game. 
you know, the, the thing that's so important is first, like in healing a relationship, first to discover that there's a cycle of conflict going on. Mm-hmm. The, the second step is to end it, end the cycle of conflict. And the key mm-hmm. to doing that is to find the hurt, heal the hurt, and then clean the slate towards the other person. Let go of the resentment, the blame, and the destructive behavior so that you can interact purely out of the love. And when you act out of the love, you create love. And when you act out of the upset, you create more upset. Yes. I just got another image in my mind that I want to share. It feels appropriate, but this is one of a battlefield. You know how the song, Pat Benatar, love is a battlefield, right? The image I got was, okay, you're in this battlefield fighting and there's blood everywhere and accusations and all of that torment that goes on in a battlefield. You need to stop the fighting long enough to go get the wounded and heal them. Those wounded are little aspects of yourself. They're just pieces of you out there. You need to go collect them, heal the wounded, and then end, end the conflict. Once everything's healed, then you see that there's really no reason to fight like that. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime you have a relationship that isn't working or an area of life that isn't working, any area of life that isn't working, that which we think is the problem ultimately is never the problem. It's always the symptom of something deeper. And until you can resolve the something deeper, nothing's going to change on the surface. Right. And, but all of our focus, focus on trying to change the symptoms, but, um, but, but that doesn't work. No. I like to say it's never what's in front of you. It's what's behind you. That's really hurting you. Okay. Well, this has been great, as always. This is always so much fun. And I just, I love the way you just put it out there in such plain, you know, in such a plain way. As it, it is hard to argue with it once you see it. Yes. <laughs> But you can go a whole lifetime and never see it. This is true. This is true. But you're right. You can't argue with it because it speaks so much truth. Thank you so much, Bill, for swinging by once again to offer us your insights. Great to be here. Love it. Thank you for inviting me. All right, everyone. Visit MasteryOfLife.com to learn more about the Mastery Course and seek Bill's guidance for your situation. Visit SpiritualInsightsRadio.com to join the community and book an energetic healing session with me. I look forward to answering your questions about my new techniques and offerings and being of service to you. All right, everyone, that's our show for today. Until next time, God bless and be at peace.